Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. Hello, I'm Pamela Jordan. And I'm Dr. Craig Arthur Dossman. Dr. Jordan, we've been dealing with emotions, and now we're dealing with an emotion that has affected and touched all of us, and we're excited with the presentation today on depression. Thank you, Dr. Dossman. For this week's podcast, we have received several inboxes on Facebook and Instagram, where some of you are asking about feelings that you're having in light of COVID, as well as what's been happening across this country politically, and you're finding yourself feeling extremely low and down regarding your future. So for our podcast this week, we'll be discussing the topic depression, and we'll be talking about some of the signs and symptoms of depression, as well as provide you with tools for overcoming depression. Now for our disclaimer, we are not medical doctors, and we really want to encourage you if you're experiencing extreme forms of depression to seek out medical advice or a psychiatrist who can assist you with some of your concerns. So now let's get started on this episode on depression. One of the most common symptoms for depression is this feeling of extreme sadness. And you find yourself just not being able to get over it, no matter what you do. Whether you're with friends or by yourself, you tend to have this sadness that it seems like it's always present. And in most teenagers, this sadness can bring about frustration and irritability. Now, one of the second signs or symptoms for depression is this feeling of hopelessness. Maybe you're feeling hopeless about an event, or maybe you're feeling hopeless about your life or your future dreams and goals in life. Now, with this particular symptom, for many of you out there listening, this symptom can be very difficult to identify when you see your friends or family going through this. And the reason why is because it's hard to determine if someone is feeling hopeless. It's an inner type of uh, emotion that one might feel. They could be smiling on the outside. One might be laughing and participating in activities with you. And your perception of the individual might be that they are an amazing person. They have a bright future ahead of them. So that's why I said it's sometimes difficult to identify this symptom. And for those of you who are experiencing it, it's frustrating because you have people who are complimenting you and encouraging you. Yet all the while you're feeling unhappy. You're feeling very pessimistic. You're feeling like you are unable to perform at your peak abilities. It's as if you're feeling extremely inadequate or as if you're stuck. Now let's move on to the third sign or symptom 
for depression. Now this sign you really should be aware of because it's this loss of interest in the things that you typically would enjoy. It's known as anhedonia. It's kind of when all of a sudden, no matter what you do, things that you used to enjoy, they no longer give you the same joy or uh, happiness that you used to have. You may have used to get excited and elated about being around friends and family, and now you find yourself having a difficult time even motivating yourself to spend time with friends or family or even getting out of the house. And you begin to realize that what used to get you excited and up and moving no longer seem to have that same effect on you anymore. You no longer have that zeal for life. You find yourself having a very difficult time even making decisions. You find yourself feeling overwhelmed. And typically this occurs when you find that you have a lot of responsibilities in life or at home and you find it hard to complete tasks. It's almost like you're having like a brain lapse or you can't choose where it used to come easily for you. Now it's extremely difficult. Now the fourth symptom of depression is you begin to find that your sleep pattern has changed. You find yourself sleeping more or you find yourself having a very difficult time getting out of bed. Sometimes you're taking naps constantly throughout the day or you might find yourself on the other side of the spectrum where you're unable to sleep and you're having insomnia. You're laying in bed and having thoughts that are constantly going on in your head and you're feeling sad or hopeless. So you're either having too much sleep or not enough sleep. And those are really key signs that you are experiencing some form of depression. Now, the fifth sign or symptom is your appetite begins to change or your weight begins to change. You will begin to eat more and being a emotional eater and you begin to gain weight or you begin to lose. And the more depressed you become, you find yourself losing your appetite completely. So if you find yourself having significant weight changes or having some of these other signs or symptoms in your life, it's more than likely that you might be experiencing some form of depression. Now, this final symptom or sign of depression, I would actually classify as clinical depression. It's when it becomes really extreme to the point that you have a feeling that you want to hurt yourself or hurt someone else. And with this particular symptom, of depression, you begin to have extreme feelings of worthlessness. It's when you begin to feel that you are not enough or that you will never be enough. On many occasions, when you begin to feel that extreme sense of worthlessness, it oftentimes can lead to suicide. So I really want to encourage you if you have a friend or family member that are feeling depressed or having extreme 
feelings of worthlessness, seek out help for them immediately, whether it be a psychiatrist, psychologist, or therapist, whoever it is, please, um, even a Christian counselor at your church, please find someone who can help them overcome these extreme feelings of depression, which we call clinical depression, because You may need someone who can provide you with a form of medication that can help with any imbalances that your body might be going through. So I really want to encourage you to seek help. Now, typically, if you're experiencing four or more of those symptoms, one would consider you having extreme depression. Otherwise, if you're just having one or two of those symptoms periodically, then you're just experiencing a normal depression. Oftentimes, when people experiencing normal depression, don't be alarmed. I'm going to give you some tips and tools for overcoming depression. But if you're experiencing more severe depression, I can give you some key resources on what you can do. Now, whether this is you or maybe your friend or a family member, I want to encourage you to continue listening to our podcast as we share with you some tools that you can utilize for overcoming depression. But first, Dr. Dossman, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners? Yes, I I really appreciate, Dr. Jordan, how you, you are sharing the signs and symptoms of clinical depression. And then I appreciate how how you differentiate between normal depression and clinical depression. Normal depression is has to deal with maybe you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a serious diagnosis. Maybe you have just found out you got a call and a loved one, some dear loved one, relative or friend had just passed away and you weren't prepared for it and and you have these feelings of sadness and or maybe something happened at your job and they are laying people off like they're doing during this time of the pandemic. Those are normal depression. But when when we hold on to these feelings as you you are sharing, and it gets deeper, and it's longer. Those are then signs and symptoms, as you're sharing, of what we call clinical depression. Depression is is a emotion. It's it's a feeling that affects us all at some time in our lives. We're going to experience depression, and as we as you had stated about the fact of clinical depression, those feelings of sadness and worthlessness, hopelessness, where people begin having what I would call suicidal ideations or suicidal thoughts, uh, those those type of feelings. And, and uh, they begin to isolate themselves from uh, family and friends for long periods of time. And that's when it's very important to uh, go to that individual if you're going through these feelings that it's very important to seek help. Even if that individual, if it's not you, but you know someone and they they are presenting with 
these symptoms that uh, Dr. Jordan just shared, uh, even if they, they don't feel that they need help, it's very important for you to seek out help for, for them. And we're going to make sure that we have that information that we will provide for you so that wherever you're living in your local jurisdiction, that there, there's a number that you can dial 800-HOTLINE if you're dealing with issues of depression. Now, we've shared with you some of the signs and symptoms for depression, but believe it or not, 30% of Americans experience depression in their lives. Depression is found twice as often in women than men. And that's due to the stressful home schedule and the responsibility that most female have. Typically, if depression is found in families, oftentimes you find that there's a history of depression in your family. Maybe it's your mom or your father. Another thing can be a work stress, traumatic event like a car accident or a major life change, such as a baby or getting ready for a wedding, moving to a new city or a new state. Oftentimes, domestic abuse and even violence can bring on depression. And another thing that can cause you to have depression can be losing your job or a loss of income. And I'm sure many of us through this year of experiencing COVID have gone through bouts of depression, which is why we wanted to cover this topic. Many times when one is experiencing health crisis or a medical crisis, you might find yourself experiencing depression. I know for myself, I had experienced a form of depression a couple of years ago. I have been dealing with the medical issue that had been long-term chronic, and I began to find myself in bed more than normal. I found myself feeling sad or emotionally disconnected. And I contacted my doctor and told her that You know, I didn't know what it was the medication I was taking for my illness or if I was indeed experiencing depression. She had me take a survey that I filled out questions like, you know, is it difficult to get out of bed? You know, sometimes, never, all the time. And so I had to go through these series of questions and answer them. And after she looked over my questionnaire, she came back and stated that I was indeed having depression. It was not clinical depression and was no need for medication for it, but I was having a form of social depression. You see, there's typically three types of depression. There is emotional depression, a behavioral depression, and a situational depression. And for me, I was going through a situational depression with my health issues, and I found myself dealing with social depression. Caused me to want to sleep late in the morning, not get up early. There would be a few days a week that I was just constantly wanting to sleep. I found myself eating more, even uh, gaining weight, not wanting to spend time with my friends or hang out with my friends or call them on the phone. As we deal with this COVID-19, I'm sure many of you across the country are struggling with situational depression. Now, whether this is you or maybe your friend or 
a family member, I want to encourage you to continue listening to our podcast as we share with you some tools that you can utilize for overcoming depression. But first, Dr. Dossman, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. I'm so proud of uh, even in the religious world, like one of the uh, well-known singer, Richard Smallwood, uh, he came out and began speaking about depression and how he was diagnosed with clinical depression. And it's only when we see individuals, because to be quite honest, it's for many people, it's quite embarrassing to go into an office and tell someone you're depressed. For some reason, there's, there is a stigma yes. about this. But these are, these are natural emotions and feelings. And just like if we have a toothache, we're going to go to the dentist. And if we have a, a problem with our heart, we're going to go to a cardiologist. And if we're having problems with our emotions and depression, we need to seek that appropriate help. That's why I think it's very important, Dr. Jordan, even to take a moment to speak to our religious communities that we should never underestimate clinical depression by just simply saying to people, oh, you'll get over it, or you don't have a lack of faith, or you need to pray. There are people with serious clinical depression that have suicidal thoughts, thoughts of hopelessness, and just talking to people and making people feel as if they're abnormal for these feelings, is not the answer. And I think right now in our society, we're taking mental health more seriously so that people can become whole and they can seek help. Thank you so much for that, Dr. Dossman. Now I want to go over some tips that can help you manage your depression. It's important that you first begin practicing self-care. Make sure that you get back into activities in your life and start replacing those unhealthy thoughts with positive ones. You might be telling yourself you don't look good or that you're not successful, but I really want to encourage you to start replacing those messages in your head with motivational sayings or start reading a book that can help you develop positive self-image of yourself. It never fails, but when people stop taking care of themselves, it causes them to begin creating self-talk. They begin telling themselves, you you no longer look good. Nobody wants to be your friend. You're not good enough. You can't accomplish that. Like I stated, because of COVID, I know we're social distancing and I know we're not being able to, in many states, go out to dinner with our family or friends or you're not able to go to the gym and work out. Create a exercise program right in your living room, in your house. Do it on Zoom with your friends. Provide activities that you can do that can make you feel good about yourself. For me, I began taking painting classes and drawing classes. I even took a sewing class on Zoom and I was able to learn how to make a shirt. (laughs) I mean, I had never sewn before in my life and it was just such a great accomplishment. But whatever you decide to do, make sure you take on small goals. Make sure that your goals can be accomplished. Don't take on anything that's too grand. Start small. Maybe for you, it might mean just 
getting up in the morning and washing your hair and taking a shower. Maybe for you, that small goal might be walking to the mailbox and getting your mail, walking up to the corner, getting out and getting fresh air and fresh uh, sunlight in the morning is a great way to create a positive environment for you. Some other things that you can do is just start enjoying life. I know myself, It helps to read scripture. It helps to pray. It helps to meditate. I also enjoy just taking a bubble bath and relaxing in the tub. Dr. Dossman, is there some advice that you can share with our listeners on how to promote positive self-care and positive attitude to prevent depression during this time? Yes, self-care is most important, especially during this time and across the Across the states, they have uh, governors have given these uh, stay-at-home orders, and people are cooped up, and uh, people are isolated. And if you're a person that is depressed, I mean that can just further exacerbate the issue because even though you might be depressed, you will eventually, you know, go outside to do certain things, whatever. But now you're even more limited. You're even more restrictive. But it's good to get outside. I walk. I walk every day. I walk uh, seven days a week. I I do at least a minimum of uh, two and a half miles a day. And just getting outside and getting sun and just beginning to think uh, positive thoughts. Uh, One of the therapies for depression or should I say, one of the most popular therapies for depression is is cognitive behavior therapy. Yes. And that's, as uh, you have stated, Dr. John, oftentimes we have what is called stinky thinking and where negative thoughts give birth to negative actions. And Dr. David Amons, a very famous neuropsychiatrist in Southern California, Amons, A-M-E-N-S, He says he used the term A-N-T-S as an acronym. A-N-T-S stands for ants, but he calls it, he says, every day we have automatic negative thoughts. He says it's something about the human psyche that, I mean, we just think negative. If you go outside and it's beautiful, the sun's out, and you say, you know, it's a beautiful day, and then... If you're not careful, you're thinking, yeah, but it might rain. And so as you suggested that, that the goal then of cognitive behavior therapy is to erase the negative thoughts and replace it with positive thoughts. So for every negative thought, we think naturally automatic negative thoughts. We ought to come up with at least four thoughts, just like with my children they didn't like to wash dishes. And so their negative thought was always, well, why do I have to wash dishes? And then I taught them to say, well, first of all, you know, you have parents that are, that are taking care of you, providing food for you, washing these dishes won't kill you. Uh, you could be helping the home. You could be doing something positive. And by doing something positive, it can make you feel good. And that you 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 know you you are supporting the family you you are being a part of the family 
because everyone in the family should have some type of job description, some responsibility, someone sharing, everyone giving, everyone participating. And so that's why it's, it's so important to be active and to be, be involved in, and to be careful of our thoughts and the things that we say to ourselves that we must always replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Oh my goodness, that is so true. You're absolutely right. Now you might not believe this, but depression is really serious. In fact, they say that depression's like smoking 15 cigarettes a day because it can affect your health in the same way as smoking 15 cigarettes. It affects your heart. You can start having high blood pressure. You can become obese. It can cause you to to really eat your feelings. You can have eating disorders. You can have problems with your memory. And depression can even lead to anxiety. In fact, it increases your risk of death by 30% when you're dealing with depression. So we really want to encourage you to begin finding some tools from the tips that we've given you and release that depression. Set small goals. Walk to the mailbox. If you're just experiencing moderate depression, begin setting appointments to meet with your friends. Set goals that you can accomplish run a 5k, do things that can help you get out of depression. Or you can do as I did and begin talking to your friends or family and let them know that you feel that you're experiencing signs of depression. Now, if you have a friend or a family member that you suspect they're experiencing signs of depression, we want to encourage you to reach out to them and just say encouraging things to them. Let them know you're listening to them. Let them know that you're there for them. And just by doing that, it can really change a person's day. I want to encourage you, if you are experiencing signs of depression, whether it's clinical or whether it's a normal form of depression, like social depression or emotional depression, seek help from somewhere, whether you go to your physician or psychiatrist, psychologist or therapist, make sure you get help. Thank you so much for providing such a tremendous presentation on depression. This is a subject that needs to be explored more and more. We need to talk about it in our communities, at our places of worship, wherever we have an opportunity to educate and share with people that so that they don't feel by themselves or they don't feel alone, that there's, there's hope and there's help uh, for them when they're dealing with some of these challenging emotions. Thank you for listening to another episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. Please subscribe to our podcast and make sure you join our Facebook group where we'll be having some vital resources for you for those who are dealing with depression or those who have loved ones who are dealing with depression so you can receive help during your time of need. And if you have questions that you need answered, please make sure you place your questions on our Facebook page and or our Instagram page. And for those of you who are not on Instagram or Facebook, feel free to call us at 415-690-8605. 
That's 415-690-8605. Feel free to leave your questions there where we can make an upcoming podcast to answer your challenging questions. Thank you very much. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Have a great day. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.